Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host as always, the Mug, your co-host, the Pope, the Modland, the Stats Man are with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 NRL and AFL season. And it's a big welcome back to the program. First of all, to the Pope. Thanks for having me, Mark. I can see in the screenshot your thumbs and fingers look a little bit weary today. Big day for you on social media, so hope you're not, hope you're not too tired for this episode. But uh, stellar performance from you today. Exceptional. Right. Nine out of ten. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 we'll talk to that in a moment, Pope. And uh, I must say, I have a newfound, I was saying to Statsman just before we come on, I've got a newfound respect for single parents. Uh, my partner's been out of town for the last uh, few days and uh, I've been looking after the tribe by myself, and uh, I have to say, uh, I'll be very glad to see her back uh, tomorrow. So, looking forward to that. I'm also very glad to see Statsman. I've got to say, uh, like I've just got back from the comedy show, being in Melbourne um, with the comedy festival on, but it just doesn't compare to Pope's one-liners to to kick off the barefoot. Um, they're they're what I was really hanging out for tonight. <laughs> very good, Statsman, and it's a big welcome back to the program. To the forty percent, and I think he might have even added to that on the weekend. To the modeler, oh, it's good to be here. It's uh, good to see after we got the brown paper bags out for Statsman last week, we we raided Petty Cash this week and got uh, the Pope some some new headphones. It seems so. He's hoping for no technical difficulties this week. And for the listeners, we maybe just need to paint the picture here. The Pope has come into the meeting this evening sporting a San Francisco uh, background. He's got a new set of headphones and looking every bit the professional podcaster and Zoom man here. Uh, so, Pope, looking fantastic. What do they say? The definition of insanity, insanity is mug. So I had to try something different for my audio and visual setups to improve, and this is where we've landed tonight. I thought I thought you know it's a punter mug. You don't go the early crow. We um we've got forty minutes to get through here, so let's just let's just wait and see. <laughs> yeah. And and those headphones that look like uh, something that I used to have hanging out of my Walkman back in about nineteen eighty eight. Pope, are they today issue those type of things, or are they from a retro store? Well, sometimes you got to go back to what you know, don't you, mug? You got to go back to the core game plan that works for you. Sometimes you swim outside the flags and it can get away from you. So I've just gone back to. Uh, my bread and butter here. Well, speaking of things uh, getting away from you and swimming outside the flags, I probably did swim outside my flags a little bit today on social media. And um, and that was because there's a topic that I don't speak about very often. Uh, and I don't, you know, I don't really like to, to go down those rabbit holes. But uh, Richard Irvine uh, has done a fair bit of work in this uh, space and, uh, and he's generated uh, some discussion and uh, it's finally made its way into the political field uh with peter is it peter peter minister peter murphy. murphy is it yeah peter murphy and uh and she had an inquiry today i think for responsible gambling was the largely the topic of the day but um there was also some branch out topics talking about uh limiting customers and and so on it makes for pretty interesting reading uh pretty interesting viewing and you know i i thought and, and I'll, I'll just state my position uh, in all of this. We, we are uh, a show that talk about AFL and NRL. Uh, we have a sponsor, Top Sport, and, um, you know, they, they look after us and they're obviously in the industry as well. And these opinions are my own. So I just wanted to put that out on the table. And um, I don't work for a betting company, never have. So uh, I, I feel I'm, I'm in a position to, uh, to comment on, on this sort of stuff. But... Um, yeah, they, they had a chat with a few of the uh, or leaders of some of the bigger companies and uh, some of the things coming out of their mouth today were uh, just unacceptable uh, around the way they go about limiting um, betters and, and, and the practices. And I think, I think one of the guys, I can't remember which one it was, which, which leader of which organization, but was talking about they limit people based on privileged information. Like, how do you determine that? Like what, what, how has that actually come to 
you know, how do you work out if you're sitting behind, a, you know, if you're a risk trader or, or something like that, how do you know that that person has got privileged information? Uh, it's just an absolute crock. Um, so uh, happy to uh, to call it out for what it was and, and support Richard in some of the work that he's doing behind the scenes to hopefully get a fairer go for all punters. Um, you know, obviously the gamble responsibly message is, is really, really important. And you don't like seeing or hearing stories of people that have been, you know, found themselves on the wrong side of it because they they do have a problem. And I think that's something that we always need to be cogniz cognizant of and uh, and monitor and manage. But um, I, I know you boys might have the same thing. Whenever you're talking to someone, you know, who's a non-punter and you start talking to them about the great game and you talk to them about one of the things that you struggle to do sometimes is have a bet when you want to have a bet. And they say, oh, what do you mean? And I say, oh, well, sometimes if you win too much, they they cut you back. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, they can't do that. <laughs> and uh, it's like, well, yeah, it sort of sort of happens. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think it's good to bring this conversation out into the open. And I mean, even, I don't know what his title was, the gambling minister or or the 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 the, the guy that governs the the industry or whatever, he seemed to be unawares of some of the practices that his members uh were partaking in as well. So I think it's really good to open the discussion and and hopefully uh, create a fairer playing field uh for everyone so that um you know, maybe we can move in the sporting space to to something like minimum bet laws uh, like they have in racing. Not that that's a perfect uh, scenario either. There's still problems and flaws in that side of the caper. But, um, you know, if we can move something more like that in the sports uh, field, um, I think that would be appreciated uh, for all and provide more fairness uh, for everyone. And, uh, and boys, I mean, I, th that guy from, I, I don't know, again, it was one of the bigger companies. I'm not sure which one is talking about. 698,000 customers and 176,000 of those winning. Now, I don't know, stats man, if that's because you've had 100 accounts uh, that you've had over the journey that you've had to uh, walk away from all of them and they're still active. Um, but but that math, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that adds up uh, for me either. I, I would, uh, I'd 25% is a, is a pretty high number. So I'm not sure I believe that anyway. So Anyway, that was my take, Pope, on uh, what went down today. I think uh, the conversation is a good one, and um, and hopefully that can make its way out into the ether and uh, and cause cause for uh, more discussion around problem gambling and also uh, the limiting of betters that win. I think, I think we should have more of your editorials to start the show, to be honest, mate. It's real zero lately type errors. Hey, maybe half the audience have just tuned out. Like, where's the bets? Get on, get on not, with it. Not not just the audience, Mark. I think half the uh, podcast is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 watching SEN Mornings or something. Yeah, the, the, three, the three participants in the podcast have nodded off. Uh, you're there, Pope. Are you still with us? Um, so, uh, so, boys, uh, let's uh, – we'll move on. We'll, we'll maybe – jump back in and, and look at some betting review. I, I think, I think I was maybe the only losing punter on the call. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure we had a really successful weekend in the NRL and stats, man, you, you saw them, I think better than me. So we might go to you first of all, stats, man. How did you see them? Yeah, pretty well. Um, from memory, I think the ones that I tipped up was the GWS unders slash Carlton line. I sort of said yep. half on each and they both got up with the line being a bit more stressful. So hopefully I, I sort of lent more to the GWS unders, which wasn't as much of a sweat, but same result. Uh, and then the other one was Melbourne um, to, to beat slash cover against Sydney. Um, didn't tip up any 40 plus, unfortunately, but I was pretty confident in the Ds there. And then I, I had a couple of views where I didn't quite, and I think we all tipped up the dogs without yeah. saying we had the courage to pull the trigger, but I ended up pulling the trigger. I'm sure some listeners probably did too. Um, and there are a couple of others. I think I liked Adelaide. I said first quarter or first half. First half would have won, but not first quarter. Um, so yeah, I, I think the one, the two that I officially tipped up got up, um, probably all, all the views that I lent to went all right, probably just got a little bit gun shy. Um, so could have had a much bigger fill up. Yeah. Very good, mate. And, uh, yourself, Pope. Bypass the first two games of the rounds. Didn't have any views there, Mug. Like the storm said, yeah. 250, the outsider was a bet and they got up, um, awesome. played really well. The, Short of best performance of the year from uh, the Purple Army. Then went to Saturday night, said the overs in Brisbane v West Tigers. Broncos 
did that on their own, covered that, and West yep. Tigers got hammered, scored 12 points, so that covered easily. Um, sorry, bypass one. On Saturday afternoon, liked Newcastle, thought they were really attractive bet, and that line was too far in, in a barn burner. 32 all that ended up, the first draw in three years in the NRL, so they were they were right in that and really good value. And then Sunday, in another uh, pulsating game, the Warriors came back from 20-0 down and won at 13.5 point outside as they started. So I like them as well. So all in all, successful weekend for myself. So, so Pope, you've had an absolute fill. Yeah, four from four from the tips last week. Uh, there's no other way of saying it than sort of bragging about it, really, to be honest with you, mate. Awesome, mate. That's great. Explains the new setup that um in the in the yeah. home yeah. Zoom. <laughs> Been down to J by JB by and treated himself during the week. <laughs> uh, well done, Pope. Awesome, mate. And uh, Modler, I think it's a similar story for you. Yeah, quite a good weekend in the uh, AFL. So um, similar, I think we had the half stake on the doggies uh, at Brisbane, so that got up. Uh, like the Hawks against North Melbourne down in Tassie, uh, another good one there. Uh, probably the biggest lane on the weekend was on the Bombers against the Saints. Um, uh, yeah, obviously didn't happen. Sort of bookended by a run of Saints goals at either end there. I think the Bombers uh, sort of levelled up towards the end, but not to be. Uh, I had another half-stake bet on uh, the Crows as well. Um, so another good one there. And then in the league, uh, I think we had a bet on Para on the Thursday night. No good. Uh, similar to Pope, had the Knights. Uh, I think I mentioned more having more on the line than the Head-to-head, but you still would have got half the head-to-head uh, at 475 ish uh, had you taken it. Uh, and then St. George, I think, once it got to $1.77, we were tipping up. Um, Tigers, no good against the Broncos. Uh, and uh, Cremonella, also uh, no good at a short price against the Warriors. Yeah, okay, Modler. So an, another decent weekend for, you, uh, for yourself. And uh, for me... I was uh, so we got got Collingwood. They probably what, it was actually. I think I was up out of my seat uh, for the last couple of minutes, just going, "Oh boys, hang on here," because they. Um, I think it was what fourteen points in the end. I was on the eight and a half, and uh, you know, one more, uh, one more would have uh, upset the apple cart a little bit there. Um, so I was a bit nervous watching that one, but uh, snuck home there and. Um, and then Port, I was really disappointed with that performance from Port Adelaide. I was I was convinced that Port were a really good team and uh, we're going to uh, give it to Adelaide. But Statsman, he uh, cautionary tale. He uh, he told me he wasn't that keen on on Port and uh, and and he was correct. So I missed missed badly on that one. That was a bad. I feel like that was a bad misread. Um, so Port have hurt me in the heart a little bit there. Um, and um, and Essendon modeler. Jeez, I. I, I just Saints without Jack Steele, um, Saturday night, MCG. I don't know. Maybe I need to uh, start paying the Saints a bit more credit um, because that was a tremendous win for them uh, without their main man and already severely depleted. Um, that, that was a great win for them. So missed miss there as well. Um, similar to what the boys were saying, hopefully, you know, and, and, and I guess hopefully – the punters uh, take some value out of our conversation around some of the games that we speak about, about sometimes what not to bet on as well. You know, we spoke about, and I communicated this on my email on the Sunday night. If you liked, um, if you like Brisbane, don't take the 15 and a half because that number is not right. That, that number is a high number. So hopefully the, uh, the punters actually um, took note of that and stayed away from, from, from Brizzy, or at least if they back Brizzy, they, they didn't take that line. And um Statsman, we spoke a bit about the under-over in the Collingwood game as well. So hopefully we steered a few punters off that over. I don't think we officially put it up as a tip-up uh, to back the under. But again, hopefully that conversation sort of helps the punters maybe stay away from perhaps what is a trap bet um, to uh, to stay away. And um, and then I guess, yeah, the Hawks conversation as well. So, yeah, well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll still take the loss. Um, one win, two losses. Um, but, um, but yeah, hopefully the uh, hopefully the, the guys are, uh, are listening to the conversation and picking up on a few things. I think a really good example there, Mug, too. We um, we spoke about Collingwood-Richmond a bit where you liked the pies early and you got the eight, nine and a half. Um, and then you sort of said the not at the 14. You, you yeah, I, I, think I, said, I think I said up to 14. Yeah, not too, okay. Yeah. It was it was an unconvincing. Um, you sort of said, I think you you might have a bet at fourteen, but it's getting there. So yeah, like, and I was sort of saying I don't mind the plus. I probably wasn't backing it, but I was leaning that way. In the end, it falls in the gap. So, um, it's definitely a lesson that a lot of sort of amateur punters don't 
follow, which is they just back the team they think is going to do well. But yeah. that's where you, you know, that that getting two or three of those a year makes can make the difference between profit or or not profit. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, all right, boys, did we see any bad beats out there? I'll go with uh, a bit of a unique one for your mug, uh, Tommy Turbo, first try scorer. Hunter's favourite there. Manly just went over for the first try of the game, and, and this is hard to portray in an audio medium, but the big back rower, Humili Kotaku for Manly, he uh, went into the backfield, had Turbo on the inside, just needed to draw the fullback and pass the Turbo at a big price, but uh, he didn't need to. The Newcastle fullback was just hanging around in the in goal, lost his bearings, oh, and didn't that. commit to the attacker with the ball. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. That was complete. Bizarre. Yeah, that was really bizarre. Was that like he thought that that was the 10 meter line? Is that what happened there for a minute? Like he just lost his bearings? Yeah, he, he was 10 meters out from where he uh, thought he was. He thought the he thought the attacker had it wrong. So he just completely went AWOL or lost his assignment. Um, and as a result, if you're on turbo, which a lot of punters would have been, you missed out because he was unrequired in that instance. That's uh, Malcolm Blight kicking through the points. Uh, that one uh, got, got got a bit lost there. Stats, man, I think the one in the AFL, um, depending, you know, there's one punter I think was uh, going crook about the line for the Carlton GWS game. Depending where you sat there, you, you know, what side you were on there, you could have been unlucky either way. Because I think there was actually some markets out for, what was I think N, N number was 10, wasn't it? I think there was... Some nine and a half. I think there was some ten and a half out there. So wherever you bet, you know, and, and what you took, uh, you could have found a bad beat there. And if you're on the GWS side, uh, the whole descent uh, fiasco, you, you know, like if you, if yeah, I think if you're on the wrong side of that line and you cop that decision, uh, you'd be that. That's a bad beat, I think. Yeah, fair enough. It's I don't know. I see nine goals twenty to nine goals ten, and think you're lucky to be in it anyway. So you can, like you said, you can look at it both ways. Yeah, maybe. Uh, all right, boys. That's uh, bad beats. We've had a the mugs editorial and uh, bad beats <laughs> and a betting review pod. So we better get in. Are we ready to do some games? Absolutely. All right, Pope. Do you want to? Uh, Take us through the AFL, Pope. I, I think the connection looks strong. I'm happy with the backdrop. I'm ha- happy with the the earpods, mate. Take it away. We need to get on with it soon, though. I'm, I'm pretty sure all these things are going to come to an end at some point. Uh, the traditional Easter Thursday clash mug up at the Gabba. Lions v Collingwood. And the Pies are minus three and a half point favourites. seventy four head-to-head. And Lions, $2.06. I think it's about right. Uh, I was I I marked it at two. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably defer to uh, Statsman here. I, I think he's got a, a, a feeling on it. Um, what do you think, Statsman? I do, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give away Modeler a little bit here because when I priced up this game, I looked at it and I I know um, the, there's some listeners who probably think I'm underrating Collingwood a little bit. I've now got them rated. Um, just behind Melbourne, so second overall. But I just cannot see this line or, or the Collingwood being favourites in this game. So did my ratings. Uh, Darcy Cameron coming out. No, yeah. they've got no Ruckman left. It's going to be a, a, a sort of shabby job. The tough part is it could be Frampton who goes in the Ruck who used to play there, but against Brisbane's tall forward line, like that's going to open up sort of issues in defence if they do that. Might mean they have to take Maynard off Cameron, who usually does a good job on him and sort of throws things into disarray. So I just think, I still think Brisbane are a good side. Um, they played, you know, probably one really good game and and not great uh, in the other two, but I still really rate them. And I just think Collingwood has been up for three weeks. They're still a pretty young team. Injuries are starting to um, mount against, you know, sort of key players. And even still, I've got them rated um, eight points better than Brisbane. But when you yeah, throw okay. in home ground and the injuries, I've got Brisbane four-point favourites here. So when I saw Modeler's prices come out, um, I was very excited. I'll, I'll go over to Modeler now to, to explain um, where he sits. Yeah, so I've obviously got a similar lean to Statsman here. Um, yeah, Cameron out, get him, get him in for the prize, it looks like. Um, and I've got Rooch in for the Lions. He's obviously passed his 
prime, but still, as far as the model's concerned, are handy enough in. Uh, it's rating them the lines that is at a dollar seventy-five, so into that two hundred six-ish. That's uh, yeah, it's a decent bet for me as well. And I was minus minus four and a half to Brisbane, which equates to about that price as well. So similar yeah, ballpark. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Um... Yeah, I mean, based on my numbers, I'm probably leaning that that way. What, where do we? Where's that line sitting at the moment? I think it's about four, isn't it? Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, and I think there might have been some fours out there. I think might have might have seen that maybe over at the tab, perhaps. Uh, I could be mistaken, but I, I think I saw some fours floating around. So, you know, uh, shop around, maybe pick up uh, some of that. So, uh, good stuff. All right, boys, that's uh, that's good. Uh, Pope, next up. Marvel Stadium on Good Friday, and we've got a new Good Friday or a, the inaugural Good Friday clash between the Kangas and the Blues. Marv, Kangas are 25 and a half point underdogs, $4.15, and the Blues are prohibitive at $1.21 head to head. Opened up at 19 and a half at 365, actually, uh, this one, which was the uh, lowest line uh, in the market. Took some of that myself. I marked the game 25. Uh, so, Probably still have a small feeler uh, there for the Blues, but you know, buyer beware a little bit. Um, North get back Simpkin and LDU, which changes their midfield really, and they looked pretty impotent on the weekend against the Hawks. To be fair, uh, without those two, um, so you know, you you got to factor that in. But Carlton's midfield has been pretty strong. The one thing I fear. I fear for North Melbourne a little bit. It's just down back. They lose Griffin Logue. They got big Charlie and McKay down there. So if the blues can sort of break even or, or they, they should win the midfield battle, let's be honest. Um, I, I do worry about the backs down, down there for, uh, for North Melbourne. So uh, I'm on 19 and a half uh, still happy to tip up that, you know, 22 or so Pope. I wouldn't be piling into the 22, but uh, I think it's a bit. Lovely. Thank you, Mug. Uh, we'll go in chronological order here again. Statsman? Yeah, I uh, slightly in the Carlton myself. I had a mark 28. Um, not super confidence between that and 25. Um, similar reasoning. I really rate the Blues. I think I've probably rated them a little bit higher than market so far, and um, I'm happy to continue with that. Yeah. Modler? Uh, yeah, I'm going to sit this one out. I've got Carlton at a dollar twenty. Six, so yeah, a bit too short that dollar twenty one to play into for me at the moment. Kidok, thank you, fellas. Uh, we go Saturday afternoon. Uh, no Friday night clash. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we are at Adelaide Oval, and the Crows are taking on the Dockers. Statsman, I'll start with you. The Crows are three and a half point favourites. Fellas, seventy, and the Dockers two dollars and eight in head to head. I'll probably handball to Mug here. I did say last week I'm looking for a, a chance to back Adelaide. I probably missed it last week. I'm just not sure this is it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pass on this one. I've backed him, Pope, eighty head-to-head. Um, Adelaide, that is. I just think, you know, I know Frio had a 40-point win against uh, West Coast Eagles. I actually I messaged you boys at halftime in the Frio-West Coast game saying I was back in Frio. At, at the live line, not something that I normally do, to be honest. I don't have, I only have a handful of live bets per year and, um, but just could not resist that one with half the team out and West coast came back to two points, you know, with, with West coast got half their side out. And I thought that was a real indictment on Frio uh, that they allowed that to occur, got themselves up for the Derby, had a win, maybe a bit of pressure goes off. Uh, they come, you know, come over to, uh, to Adelaide, Adelaide, um, I feel maybe maybe I'm getting on them at the wrong time, but I feel like I've missed Adelaide. Like I backed them pretty strongly against GWS in the first round, and then I've missed them last week against the Power. I'm coming into them now. I hope I don't miss them again. But uh, <laughs> um, happy to be with them on on the head to head that dollar eighty. But to, to be honest, like the way the market's going out now to that three four points is probably. You know, it's, it's not a huge value bet, but I'm with Adelaide. And for you, Modler? Yeah, I'm going to line up here. I've got uh, the Crows uh, via the model at $1.60. So, yeah, it's still still keen enough to be into that $1.70 there, uh, Toppy. Um, no real huge ins and outs at this stage, but, yeah, as it stands, happy to be on the Crows. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I'll stick with you here, Modler. Tigers... 
v Bulldogs at the MCG Saturday Twilight. Tigers are 11 and a half point favourites, $1.48, and the Dogs $2.55. Yeah, so the Tigers look like getting uh, Dusty and Hopper back in. Um, that being said, the model still rates the Bulldogs at $2.35 chance. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's probably enough for a stake for me on um, on the two fifty five available at Toppy at the moment. Yeah, seems like a bit for the dogs for you, mother, uh, mum. Yeah, I, I'm pretty close to the market here, Pope. But um, I just think there's a bit of letdown factor here with the dogs. Um, Tigers get back a couple of good players, MCG, which we know suits the Tigers, and. Um, and Tigers, I think, if I'm not mistaken, have had some good success against the Dogs at MCG in recent times. And uh, I think, I think against the Dogs, they'll uh, they'll fix them up. So um, again, it's not a it's not a big lean for me, Pope, or not a big bet, but um, happy to bet the Tigers at the uh, just under two goal. Seems like more upside there for you, Mark. Uh, Statsman, are you keen on the Tigers in this one? Uh, no, not not on the Tigers. I'm I'm staying out personally. It was probably going to be the Dogs, if anything. It has come in a couple of points, so I'm leaving this one alone. Thank you. Uh, Mug will give you the new ball here. The all-conquering Saints against the Suns at Marvel, and Saints are 13.5-point favourites, $1.46. The Suns, $2.60. Yeah, my, my, so that, that number's actually come down a little bit, Uh Pope, did we have any injury news there, Modler? For uh, for the Saints, was there anyone coming out of that side? Webster, Webster, is it? Might have come out, so no, no out. And maybe maybe there was a bit of uh, conjecture about Wood, uh, Mason Wood. Who would have been, thought that Mason Wood could change the market a couple of points? But uh, he he's got a bit of a, a dicky shoulder, so I think there was a bit of talk maybe about him missing. So I don't know if that's why that numbers come down a little bit, but um, it opened up at sixteen. My number was sixteen, um, so. Um, probably just have to wait the team, see who is coming in and out of that side. But I think the market probably sounds pretty bang on for mine. So uh, I, I just stay out of that, I think, uh, Pope. Radio, uh, Modler? Yeah, the model's going to go for uh, Suns here. It's got them quite short, about 215. So definitely... Um, a play for me into the 260. Uh, yeah, like I've got no real big injuries either way, so it just seems quite a quite a big edge at the moment for no real injury news. Um, so hopefully it stays that way. Does sound significant that edge that the mall has there and stats man? I um, so I had a lean originally to the Saints last week and steal out sort of threw me off, and I, I regret that. I'm, I'm not regretting it this week. I, I like the Saints a little bit again. My number was 16 as well, but when I just look at the sort of overarching context, I think Gold Coast, big win you now away from home where they just don't go as well. Uh, and um, the Saints playing a different brand under Ross Lyon. Like, I know there's a lot of models out there sort of liking the Saints, sorry, going against the Saints um, based on sort of the sum of the parts, but models don't have the Ross Lyon factor in there and it's it's shown to be worth something. They're playing really good footy. I just think, yeah, I think Gold Coast just seen the same old for me and the Saints don't. I'm willing to sort of take the minus 13 and a half there. Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing there too, Statsman, is there, there's, I guess, been a round robin you know, of um, Essendon versus Suns. And then we've had Saints versus Essendon. And now we've got uh, Saints versus Suns. So if you can go go back and have a think about what those markets were and where they finished up, um, you, you know, I, I think the, the Saints bet to me, for when I think about that side of it, probably makes more sense than the Suns bet. But, but you know, I was... I was pretty impressed with the Suns against Essendon. Uh, they just fell away late, uh, and I was obviously pretty impressed with the Suns on the weekend. So hard for me to pull the trigger. But I, for that, I guess, uh, AFL math, you know, in terms of this side played this side and this side played this side, I'd, I'd probably um, be, with the, be with the Saints. The one thing I'll add there too is I'd be betting late on the Saints. I think the market's probably going to go the other way, if, if anything. So uh, no rush to bet there. Yeah, good, good insight. Very good intel there from DSO, uh, the mug, and Statsman. Uh, DSO slash mug, I'll start with you here. Swans v Power. Swans are 18 half point favourites at the SCG on Saturday night. Pope, I've had a big day on socials. Uh, you know, we've got to, we've got to, <laughs> got to tidy that up. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, who are we? Bit, uh, I'm a bit, bit, bit rattled. Uh, 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 Swans, Swans, eighteen half point favourites at dollar thirty five. Yeah, I got nothing here. My number, I, I come up with, uh, I come up with fifteen uh, here, uh, Pope. But I, maybe I'm being too respectful to Port Adelaide. I, I've got their Port Adelaide. You know, maybe for some reason ranked a bit higher, even though they've they've hurt me. Um, so I'll defer to the other boys here and see if they, they can't come up with something. Modler? Yeah, I've got a big play on uh, the power here at 240. Okay. Uh, the model's rating them. So it's the model at least is uh, thinking they'll bounce back after the showdown loss last week. Um, okay. Yeah, into that 305, that's that's a decent edge. I, I thought I was off uh, <laughs> rating them a, a bit too bit too, bit too too strongly. I'll be interested in your stats man's view. I like Sydney. Um, yeah, small okay. small view to the Swans for me. I'm, I'm probably yep. not rushing into it. Um, even I made it 22, but I, I I've had it in a couple of multis. I'm not betting it big. Um, it's yeah, it's more a, a cherry on top. So not a huge view, but yeah, if if you do want some extra juice in your multi, I don't mind the Swans minus. Yeah. me and Modler going head to head for the second game in a row. There, uh, Bombers v Giants. Statsman, Bombers uh, 12 and a half. Point favourites at Marvel on Sunday afternoon. You keep throwing to me on the games I have no interest in, so I'm going to handle that one elsewhere. Modler? Yeah, uh, likewise, yeah. I've got the Giants right on the market at 255-ish, so no, no play for me at the moment. Yeah, and I, I marked it at 11. That came out with the books at, at 10 and a half. And, and sorry, what did you say, Pope, we're at now? 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Yeah. Look, I think it, if anything, probably gets bet up. So if you, if you like the, if you like the bombers probably get stuck in, but um, not for me. Seems like a bit of a vanilla game on paper and seems to match the view of the experts. Uh, Mug over in the West on Sunday afternoon, the home team, the Eagles are 44 and a half point outsiders against the demons. Yeah. And, and my number is nowhere near that Pope. Um, it's difficult. I think this is a really difficult market uh, to price because if you take take the parts, you know the parts for mine don't get you to that number. It doesn't get doesn't get me to um, forty four or, or forty or what. It opened at forty. It's gone out to forty four. I think there might have even been some forty five floating around. So I, my number doesn't get that far, even when you take all those players out. But it's the sum of the parts, which, and I think that's a really hard thing to um, quantify or to actually put a number on that is the sum of that group together. What is that worth? You know? Um, so, oh, uh, yeah, my number's not that high, Pope. So I haven't pulled the trigger, but I know uh, some other guys, uh, sharp guys, uh, like having their biggest bet. Um, you know, for the year on, on this, um, you know, back in uh, Melbourne to go over there and, and and fix them up. So that's uh, that's nice of you to say, Mug, that I'm one of the sharpest guys. But, um... <laughs> well, I'm yet to hear your view yet, Statsman, but uh, I would put you into that category. So uh, you'd sit comfortably there. But uh, Statsman, what is your view? Uh, I like West Coast. No, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I made, I did make a number, but I agree. It is kind of finger in the air. I, I used to price up um, state leagues when I first started out in the industry. Uh, and that was very similar where you're getting, you might have four AFL players coming in or out of a state league team and individually they might be worth X amount. But when you put them all in one team or take them all out, that's not not how it works. So I've got a bit of experience with it. Um, and I think, yeah, for me, it got to 53. That's probably the number where yeah. I'm not betting. Um, if it got out to 60, then I might be taking the plus, but I wouldn't be rushing into it. Um, it, it yeah, like best case scenario for West Coast, I think, is they lose by five goals. And worst case is they lose by 100. So, like, there's a fair bit of upside to me in the minus, which is, um, yeah, for me, it's been a pretty big bet as well. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And, and Statsman, uh, for the listeners, how do you bet that? So is that, uh, are you chasing some super margins here? Uh, I prefer super margins when the prices are lower. Like actually I was going to bring this up with Adelaide Freo, where if you like Adelaide there, I could see them 40 plusing it yeah. um, where you get a bit more juice. Whereas here, you know, your hundred plus might be, I don't know what it would be, maybe ten dollars or something. Which I just, I just don't see value in those prices um, when the lines get too big. So I'll mainly play the line um, personally. Yeah. yeah. Good chat. 
Mother. Good. Uh, yeah, I've only got a slightish edge to West Coast. Uh, like the model rates are 7.30, given their wholesale changes. Um, yeah, I'm not real keen to be getting involved, uh, you know, at that, at that edge. Uh, anything could happen before, before Sunday as well. So, yeah, I think I'll, I'll leave that one alone as well. Just, just so you know, fellas, we haven't had a three-way consensus yet, so you've got one game to hopefully marry up the minds here. And we go to the traditional Easter Monday clash mug, and who would have thought 17th v 18th? The Cats are 30.5-point favourites. And maybe I need to rework my number here, Pope, but when I when I did my number, I, I actually came up with a number that's bigger than the market, Um yeah, I, I came up with 42. Uh, but in Ooh. saying in saying that, um, my my intuition and my gut feel is sort of you know, geez, the, the 33 or the 32 or 31 or whatever still feels pretty big um, for a Cats team that's not going great. MCG for the Hawks, um, yeah. So so my ratings and I guess my gut feel are a little bit conflicted here um in terms of what what is a bet sort of on, on that um line or head-to-head market so i think i'll probably stay out of that but i i, I feel pope uh where i think you can have a bet uh, for me and 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 probably you know because there's upside in that plus you know most of the time the plus will coincide uh more with the under and and probably the minus with the over uh, i i think um, there's something now on the under. There's a bit of bit of rain around potentially, and I also have a feeling that, given that Geelong uh, have not started the, the year so well, you know, I think you've mentioned this in the NRL, Pope, that sides sometimes revert back to type in terms of defensive sort of more style and focus on defence a little bit more. I think you might see the Cats revert more to their older style of play um, from. Uh, 2021 and before that, that uh, chip, kick, chip, kick, a bit more possession and uh, and just hold that ball a little bit more. So for me, I'm thinking the under 168, which Toppy haven't got their number up yet, but um, I, I think, um, well, I don't think, I, I know I'm, I'm going to bet that under 168 and a half. So that's a bit for me. Sounds like pretty sound logic there. Mug, uh, Modler, can you yeah, get I've, uh, got a couple of uh, ins and outs here, Duncan and Stanley in for the Cats and plugged Wingard in for the Hawks. Having said that, it's only just got us the slightest edges on the Hawks at 475, so I'm not going to be playing into the 480. Um, but, yeah, a lot can happen between now and Monday, so that'll be the way it seems to me. Another can. Statsman, it's a finish. Yeah, nothing from me there. Uh, yeah, just just a bit of an unknown on both teams, so I'm I'm happy to watch and see. Didn't have too much consensus there tonight, fellas. The, the big play I've got is a Statsman and Modler really like the lines. Um, everything else is sort of post a little bit or a fair few neutral positions. So market looks to be bang on at this point of the week. Yeah, and and Pope, that's that's the first week um, when I've done my numbers on a Sunday night. That that's the closest um, that I've been to market in most games. So I, I, apart from that Carlton game. Uh, that opened up at 19 and a half. I, I didn't really, nothing really jumped out at me uh, like it normally would. So, you know, what are we now? Four rounds in, everyone's sort of tightening up their their number a little bit. And, you know, it was interesting that even tonight, you know, Statsman and I don't talk before we come on. And I think we had the exact same number or pretty close to it for a couple of games, uh, Statsman, which was interesting to see. So everyone's numbers starting to just wheel in, tighten up, get a little bit, get a little bit, um, you know, closer to the number. So yeah, that, that was interesting to see. I, I might just circle back from a futures perspective, uh, Pope, you know, I know Statsman spoke about it uh, last week. I, I'm, I feel like that. And given that I think the Tigers will fix up the dogs that um, now might not be a bad time to bet the Tigers uh, for the Prem. Um, I think some 12, 12 and a half, maybe on the fair um, floating around. So I, I'm, I'm going to have a little tickle up of, of that one, Pope, just to uh, let the listeners know. Yeah, there was one more mug too that we um, I forgot to touch on, which was the unders in the Brisbane-Collingwood game. You spoke about it, yes, Richmond-Collingwood last week. Yep. Um, and it's a very similar scenario, actually. Thursday night versus Friday night. Um, two, yeah, Collingwood did both games against pretty good opposition. And the total is the same as it was, 178. For me... Um, I've seen some sort of totals floating around in the mid 160s for that game, sort of model driven, and I, I I'm on board with that. Like both teams 
games put up about 120 last week. I know we don't take one week in isolation, but uh, with Collingwood's outs, you know, the there's just I, I know it's probably going to impact their backline a little bit more. But I yeah, I just think it's going to be a contested close game. And I know Brisbane games can be pretty high scoring, but 178 for two good sides, I'm I'm happy to play the under there. Yeah, and stats man, I, I think that Brisbane early in the year, those Queensland games early in the year, you get that real slippery humidity. And and if it wasn't for that break in the game uh, for uh, Brisbane, Melbourne the other day, you know, that game goes under significantly. Um, you know, I think that whether they kick five goals or six goals in that last sort of 10, 13 minutes. So um, yeah. So mate, I think those difficult conditions, you know, play into that um, as well. So there's another one for the listeners. Rosiani, fellas, very good, comprehensive. Was uh, very comprehensive, uh, Pope, and thank you for guiding us through it. We definitely need that support, uh, so thank you. Now, I'll ask you to just wind up yourself uh, over there, Pope, and get ready to deliver another big set of rugby league. So uh, let's uh, let's get into it. I think the first game that we want to talk to is... Uh, we want to talk to the Storm Roosters. Let me get the uh, the buttons up. Round number six, Thursday night, Melbourne Storm, uh, closely marked one here. $1.77 the Storm, Roosters 205. We're sitting at one and a half the line. And uh, Pope, I, I sensed a little bit of uh, excitement about the return to form with the Storm. Can we back the home team again? Yes, we can. You've read the tea leaves very well there, Mug. Tedesco out, Hughes in. Big player swing there for me. Yep. Um, I, made, I can make this a bit minus four. So the minus yep. one and a half, which looks like it's been backed a little bit already in the last year and a half, that's the side to be on here. I think I think Storm, return of form, and Tedesco's a big loss. There's a very able replacement, Joey Manu, coming back to fullback. But Tedesco does so much for any football team he's on. So um, he's very hard to, hard to replicate. And I... I could be on 13 plus here. I think they could uh, run away with this at Amy Park on Thursday night, which to Melbourneites listening, well worth getting on to with the, obviously the Easter Thursday game at the Gabba. If you want live sport, this could be a very good game and maybe prelude to what happens in September. Excellent, Pope. And Modler, do we line up? Yeah, we do. We're going to kick off with the consensus here. The model's got Storm at uh, $1.57. So, yeah, oh. decent edge into the was it dollar seventy seven there? Was it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that has come in a little bit this afternoon. Um, it's still a big edge uh, for mine, and yeah, happy to play play that. And some uh, thirteen plus for you there as well, Modler. Yeah, typically, yeah, I'd, I'd be sort of yeah, somewhat uh, split between mine head to head and, and you know those thirteen plus top yep. margin markets. Awesome, boys. Well, that's a great way to start. Something that we couldn't find in the AFL is some consensus, but we have it right there in game one in the NRL, uh, which is good to see. Uh, Next one we want to go to, boys, Penrith versus uh, the Sea Eagles. Uh, Penrith back at home at Bluebet Stadium. Uh, Geez, we've got a fair market here. Uh, Head-to-head, we're talking um, $1.31 Penrith, $3.45 the uh, Manly Sea Eagles, and the line... We've got nine and a half, I think, there, Pope. How do we see it? Yeah, I, I can't get this near nine and a half. James Fisher, Fisher-Harris is out for Penrith, and he has a bit of the Jared or Reed Hargrove's effect oh, yeah. He's on scary. Penrith. He's scary human, so that um, has them walk a little bit taller. Similar to what the learned gentleman touched on in AFL, I'd probably just back Manly head-to-head here. Like Penrith could win this by 20, so I'd maybe steer away from the plus at even money and just back him at 345. I... So I, I can't get this near the number. Um, and I just think Manly are going to be right in this one. So I like the bigger price here. Modler. Yeah, I've only got a slight edge to Manly at 320. That, that price, I think, has drifted out uh, since this afternoon. It was 330 earlier on. So at the 345, definitely keen on, on probably a half stake. Um, and, yeah, we'll see what happens if it keeps, keeps blowing out as well. Okay, so some consensus there, not as strong as the first, but uh, but still uh, sitting together on that one. So that's, uh, again, another good one for the listeners. Uh, we want to go now to Sunday, and um, it's the 4.05 game, the Gold Coast Titans 
hosting the St. George Illawarra Dragons. And um, head-to-head, we're pretty tight here, I think, Pope. $1.74, the Titans, $2.10, uh, the Dragons. And uh, I probably just should say, and I, I mentioned it earlier in the show, that the prices coming to you from Top Sport. Um, they're our sponsor of the show, and uh, they do a fantastic job. Great Australian bookie, been doing it for 30-plus years, and... Uh, you know, if you want a bookie that's uh, that's going to look after the punter, then uh, get to Top Sport. Uh, so, Pope, the the line there that we had was two and a half. Um, we'll go to the modeler first. Modeler, how do you see it? Yeah, I've actually got St George, the slightest of favourites here, dollar ninety eight versus two hundred two uh, in the market. So, yeah, into that, I think that price is held the two ten. So, uh, probably good enough for a half stake for me on on the Dragons. Pope, with all the turmoil at the Dragons, can you come into them and line up? That I can, Mug, that I can. There's probably a little bit of a headwind in trepidation. They won last week with where they're at. It um, probably means they might be a little bit happy with themselves. But the one thing I do touch on a lot is spine mm. when it comes to the rugby league team, Mug. And first choice hooker, 5'8", and fullback are out for the Titans. So okay. that is a fair bit of... Um, that, that is a fair bit of carnage for your for, for your team. As a result, I think I, my numbers have dragons, and I'm going to back them. You got to back the data. So I've got this dragons favourite. So the minus two and a half, or the plus two and a half in this instance, is a bet for me. Can I ask uh, how much by Pope in terms of points that you had the mark favourite? Only only slide. I've got them. I've got a one one and a half point favourites with the yep. outs of the Titans, but uh, yeah, pretty that much becomes a four point swing from the market. Yeah, yeah, that's there. right. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right, mate. That's uh, that. That's good to hear. So we are lining up there again, uh, which is uh, again good for the listeners. Uh, next one, boys and uh, Modler. It's your nights, and I know you love talking to this one here. We uh, we don't have any line from what I can see, which I'm sure means only one thing: that we are sitting at the pick. Now we got the dollar ninety five. The Knights Warriors a dollar eighty five. Modler, it's your nights. Tell us the story. Yeah, no surprises. The model's going to go with them, I think, probably for the sixth week in a row here. Um, it's got them quite short against the market, $1.55-ish. Um, and probably worth noting that the model has potted the Warriors pretty much every week this this season, and, and what are they for and one. So uh, take uh, take that with a bit of a grain of salt. Probably don't uh, take that $1.55 as gospel, but um, there, there would still be an edge on the Knights at, at yeah at that dollar ninety five at the moment. So definitely getting involved. Pope, we're at McDonald Jones Stadium, Newcastle. Can you find the home team? I cannot. Um I'm diametrically opposed to the model here. Mug um color good ins for the Warriors and Knights lose their five eight and while he is no well beater, they're down in the third string five eight. So four and one Warriors uh have earned my respect and I've got them that should be about two-point favourites here for me. I, I'm well opposed to the modern on this one. Yeah, okay. And uh, any points angles there, Pope? I know you were talking about the Warriors' defence uh, last week. Is there? Can we find any sort of angle there? I could maybe I could maybe play in the overs there a little bit, okay. um, to be honest. Uh, that points angle thrown out the door for me, in my view, with the 32-30 game. Um, so that's certainly going to come to fruition, but... I think um, it's been fairly high-scoring events at Newcastle again, so I think the forty-two and a half might be might be a little bit lowish. It's got a little bit of feel of a end-to-end game for me. This one, yeah, okay. And boys, I think that was it uh, for the games that we wanted to talk into. Unless, Modler, there's anything else that you had there that you wanted to reference? Uh, probably worth noting. I've got the Tigers short against the market. I've got them three fifty in at the four fifty. I think the models okay. probably had them short all year. So again, it's probably getting to the stage where I need to think about, um, you know, manually adjusting uh, prices on, on teams that the model consistently overrates or underrates. But um, yeah, as it stands, yeah, there's a, there's a decent edge there. Anyway. Okay. And and yourself, Pope, did you have any view on that game? I'd, I'd be on model's side, yeah. I don't have this 13 and a half. I've got it about 12. So it's starting to become an edge with that market moving more towards para. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, that's still a good information there for the listeners because, you know, we, we probably all know that sometimes, you know, on a sun or Monday, actually that one is Monday afternoon, you're looking for something to bet on. You got no Intel on what's going on. Probably is a tendency for some of our betters to want to bet the minus or, or, you know, bet the favorite there. So maybe just a bit of a cautionary tale there for the, uh, for the listeners. Um, Avoid that in this case, you know, maybe just, uh, don't be betting at all in that one. Um, I will say I don't go to history too often, Mark, but Tigers have outperformed expectation the last two years in this Easter Monday game. So, And it's been a, a similar-ish line in both those last two years as well. So um, it's not an angle I play on too often, but the occasion and um, I guess the fact they're on the main stage seems to suit them to some extent on Easter Monday. Yeah, and Pope and Modler, I was having a look at the NRL ladder and, um, and I couldn't believe it. The Eels um, find themselves in 15th, you know, third bottom on the ladder. You know, it just feels like they've been so much better than that. Um, you know, have they been unlucky or have they just come up against really good teams? And, and perhaps is there any futures angles uh, for the Eels uh, to sort of, you know, maybe a bit like Geelong sort of get climbing back up that ladder? Thought uh, was that uh, directed at Boy, yeah, either, either yeah. or. I don't know if you boys had any comment because it, you know I watch you know a bit of bit of rugby and listen to you boys and and what have you. And the Eels to me seem like they've been pretty competitive against some pretty good teams. I think if they beat Penrith, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of weeks ago, was that correct? And and yet they find themselves, you know, cellar dwelling, you know, pretty much down the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably take the opposite angle, if anything, um, Margaret. Well, last week was probably worried me a little bit from their perspective. Tedesco got knocked out in that early in that game. Um, that should have been really beneficial for the Eels, but Roosters ran away with that. Like, yeah. a, a couple of late tries flooded the Eels. So I think they're in a worse spot than um, maybe we realise. So without having the mark okay. in front of me, I'd, I'd be looking at the other end, something around Missy 8 potentially or... Wooden spoon's a bit dramatic, but I'd, I'd be thinking more that way from with where they're currently at. Okay, cool. Um, all right, boys. Well, I, I know uh, there's probably some more futures chat uh, just around the corner. I think uh, Statsman's um, going to have a look at a few things over the next couple of weeks uh, as well. Uh, but boys, that's pretty comprehensive. I think we've had a pretty decent chat there about uh, AFL and NRL and all other things. Uh, so hopefully uh, a good show for the listeners. Um, boys. It's coming to that time. I think I'm going to throw to the modeler today. Modeler, can you sign us off? Certainly can. Gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win.